0: Picture this. You are at a graduation ceremony. You probably, maybe some of you have been there pretty recently. And you know, the song is playing, they're doing all the things. Da 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 da. Dignitaries are giving thanks and, and telling the kids, congratulations for being shuffled through the system just well enough for us not to lose our jobs. For some reason, they never say that, but uh. then at some point, some community leader, business leader, or if they can't get anyone else, a teacher, is the graduation speaker, a person to give an inspirational speech You know, I've always like kind of wanted to be graduation speaker, but no one has ever asked me, probably because of my comments already (laughs) made. But the speech, if you're ever in this case, this is how it goes. You know, you guys, you worked really hard and it's so great to see you guys standing here today. You guys just used to be like little tots and now you're, now you're big and you're going off into the world and today this is a bright day but i tell you i tell you your futures are even brighter now there may be obstacles in your way darkness may fall on your path like alberta wildfire smoke but if you aim true and follow your heart you will shine like the stars of the sky okay there. Follow your heart. Oh, this is common, but terrible advice. Because not only are our hearts often bad, I was like, any advice, like, basic, this is a good way to test any advice. Put it into, like, a Hitler meme and see if it still works. Okay? (laughs) Follow your heart with it. Yeah, not good. Like, not good. Like, some people shouldn't be following their hearts so much. And it misses the point because, you know, in some ways, like, we always follow our hearts. Because that's what our hearts are. We talk about it's the part of us that motivates us. It leads our behavior. In fact, like a lot of times our hearts are kind of conflicted between like our duties, the things that we know or feel like we have to do, and our, and our desires, the things that are like fun and we really want to do. Now, better than following your heart is the advice of Proverbs. And we've already done, this is rules for life, eight rules for life. And the first rule we learned was fear God and to know anything, the foundation of all wisdom is knowing who God is as he is revealed to us in the scriptures. Last week we looked at the point in Proverbs that we constantly see that God rewards those who keep his commands. Now, that needs a little context so you can go back and listen to the whole sermon if you missed it. But it's very simply that is what faith is, that God exists and he rewards those who seek him and so that's said following god and the third rule for a wise life is keep your heart don't follow it keep your heart don't follow it let's let's pray lord god i pray that you would open your word to us today that we would see it how we are to keep our heart so that we might We might follow in the course of life instead of the course of death. Lead us, we pray. Lead our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your heart, don't follow it. Now, with the heart, we remember very simply Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Very often people follow their hearts to their own death. In our text, we get a picture of what the heart really is. Say it's, it's a motivating factor. It leads us to desire and make decisions. Like Eve, it can lead us astray. And in this text, we're going to see how we can manage our hearts. So hearts are very important. We can manage our hearts so that we're able to live according to god's command and and it's really like like we shouldn't miss the bigger picture as we talk about this because so time so many times in proverbs we're just talking about like how to live rightly we shouldn't miss the basic facts of the gospel because this is very important here that jesus christ didn't come to earth so that we could shape up and work really hard Jesus Christ came to earth to die on the cross for the sins of his people so that whoever trusts in him could have everlasting life, not by anything we do or will. And he also comes to give us, according to the promise, a new heart, to remove our heart of stone, to give us a heart of flesh. And that is something principally we receive from God as a gift, but the question is, how do you receive this gift? Do you receive it just by praying one prayer? It's like, no, if you look through the evidence of Christian, we're going to see, you receive this gift by having your eyes and your ears taken God's word into your heart, guarded there so that it can do as to live rightly. Now, let's go through this text and see how we can keep our hearts or actually the language is probably even better as to to guard or even like it's it's like prison language like imprison our hearts in such a way that they do good all right we're going to put up on the screen i forgot my little clicker so you got to click to the first like slide all right it's small but even if you can't read all the particular words i've laid out the text as it's kind of we're supposed to see it and proverbs are poetry and there's lots of different kinds of poems and they're they're like short there's not a lot of connecting words but as we look there is a pattern here is it a pattern like jupe jupe it looks like a little bird beat and this is a fancy word and and randy was like you really have to speak to people english but it's a fancy word we might talk about it again i've talked about before this is called a chiasm. It's super common in the ancient world. Is that either right? a chiasm in which, in which you see like at the top we have ears, at the bottom we're gonna have mouth, eyes, lip. So ears go to lip, lip and mouth and, oh, eyes at the bottom right there, I missed it. Eyes and eyes, ears, ears, mouth and lip. And so we have the parallel signs which each teach us Going to the middle, which is, my words are life to those who find them, healing to all their body. And so we line out the lines in order to put us to the point that this is life, the words, and the point flowing to and from our heart. Guard them in the middle of your heart. Above all, guard your heart. They are life and healing. We see the lines that are parallel to each other we see in this that we have the words of the teaching which are constantly and how do the words get in they get in from our ears and then our eyes and this is actually if you think about how someone like a child is raised how do people first learn they first don't learn by reading they first learn by listening a three-year-old can learn they can't read but they can learn lots They can learn, Jesus loves me, this I now So they can learn all this. And then as they grow, they can start to read and see with their eyes to take in God's word, the wise advice. Now, all of these things they go to as it progresses, ears, eyes, it goes to guard them in the middle of your heart. And in your heart is the motivating factor. It goes to your heart from your eyes and ears, listening to God's word. And then from your heart, it says, above all, guard your heart. Or, you know, station a prison guard in front of your heart. It it literally says, like, this is the more literal trend. Above all, guard, guard your heart. Because it doubles the word for intensity. For from it is the source of life. And then after you've guarded your heart, then it can affect how you act. So you put it in and then how you act, put away from you a crooked mouth and a bent lip far from you. Your eyes look straight ahead. Okay, so we're gonna look more in depth about this. Now we're going to, I forgot my clicker so I gotta say. So many times we're told to follow our heart, and yet our hearts are <laughs> difficult. Oh, they're gonna give me it, so. <laughs> it. I, like, I like, wasn't gonna use PowerPoint this summer, and so I put it back there for safekeeping, and then I forgot. All right. You won't be to read it, but I'll read because you'll see the comments. So this is life advice. This is a difficult decision. In times like this, you have to learn to trust your heart. Trust your heart, sweetie. Okay, heart, what's it going to be? Sin! (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't follow your heart keep it if our heart is not guarded our eyes will lead us astray remember what a good heart does a good heart can look straight ahead if our heart isn't guarding our eyes our eyes will end up leading our heart and eyes leading a heart is a bad thing especially in an age of instagram we think about Adam and Eve, her eyes led her heart. Like think of the language here, Genesis 3:6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband. What are you doing, husband? And who was with her, and he ate. And so this this comes to her eyes. Her eyes see this thing, and this thing becomes bigger in her eyes than God's word in her heart. And so she follows and is led by her eyes instead of being led by God's word. We need to have our hearts filled up with God's commands by looking at them. Proverbs 4.21, let them not escape from your sight. And so it's so easy to have God's word escape from our sight. Like we go, go a couple of days without like thinking about God's word. And it just like, it kind of just like runs away because our brains aren't very good because of their fallen nature of holding on. And they just run away. But we got to keep chasing after God's word, running Faster than the temptations of the world or else they will overtake us. When we look to God's word, then our hearts transformed by God's word can lead our eyes instead of our eyes leading our hearts. And then we can fulfill the command of verse 25, let your eyes look directly forward. Let your gaze be straight. Before you. And in our world today, there must be a million ways our eyes can lead our hearts astray if we let them. And I mean, the first and like really obvious one, and I would talk about it more, but we're going to talk about a whole pile next week, or not in two weeks, because we're not here next week. In two weeks, talking about sexual attraction and how our eyes can lead our hearts if we let them. I think of this like, keep your eyes straight ahead. I think about this when I you know go to the beach. You know, I go to the beach, they're like, no, I'm not sad, sad, so to... <laughs> Like all these girls, like half naked, I'm looking straight ahead. I'm gonna be looking at my wife, okay. <laughs> and perhaps, Even more that like the phones in our pockets like walk around anywhere walk around anywhere do you see people looking straight ahead no they're all looking down it's amazing with all of the modern technology in the world and we've reduced our lives to like a like three by six screen you know far better the ancient natives who could just look up at the sky and see the big world as it was meant to be i always know like i always know the moment when like these things overtake because like our eyes so easily overtake our hearts if we if we let them and and i always know the moment it's like i'm not gonna like dish on facebook okay i'm gonna dish on facebook the moment, like, like, I go on and I'm like, ah, I'm looking at like, some funny things, but the moment, I know this is the moment when I am like, I've been on this thing, this thing is controlling me, is the moment that you get into the reels. Anyone ever get into like, Facebook reels, like the final video? It's like like 10 second videos of like nonsense. It's like TikTok for people my age. Um, because I'm so old now, apparently. It happens, happens to everybody. Kids, it'll happen to you too. And and we let these things just lead us to just inane distraction, missing everything that God has to offer in this world. Every joy in the world that we could dig into for a stupid, usually me, a stupid disc golf highlight or some dumb like find the checkmate pattern in chess because those are my two hobbies and so my reels are all filled up with chess and disc golf turn out the worst things in the world, but they are a lot worse than <clears throat> spending a little time with your kids, who in a blink are going to be gone. Oh, I'm, I'm too poor now. We see all sorts of mediums, and we just, like, the scroll through. Uh, you think of, like, Instagram, and I'm going to pick on, on women because it's like the women Instagram is very highly correlated to It's correlated to anxiety, especially among teen girls and probably girls in general. And it's just like the pictures of like this is this ideal life, the pictures of an ideal vacation. We like looking to this thing instead of the life we're living and what God has for us in it. It's like we cannot let mark zuckerberg teach our attention to look at because it's not going to lead to what is good and right and noble and excellent and worthy of praise it's just going to lead us in on ourselves in such a way as to make us slowly but surely miserable now here's just like a pro tip just one little tip okay if you're not going to just like get off of the social media platforms, which by the way, totally can, that's a good choice. If you're not going to, at the very least, go to the settings, go to the notifications part of it, and turn off the notifications, okay? Because you can't have these things lead your eyes by dings and alerts, because if they do, you are giving your attention to the tech giants of Silicon Valley, Attention that could be on God's word and your responsibilities with your family and kids. And, the uh, pulpit makes a terrible confessional booth. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, this is me. Like, I can preach about this all I want, but it's at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. Either I'm gonna get to work on all the things God has me to do, or I'm gonna sit here Looking at another dumb chess video. How can we stand in the storm and keep our eyes straight ahead? Proverbs, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. In order to have good things come out of our hearts, we need to have good things come into them. Good things come into Our heart, in many ways, is just the accumulation of all of the influences we have on it. Start thinking of the influences. So one rule that I have is meet with God first. It's like, I am not going to look at my phone until I have met with God, received from his word, and prayed to him. Like, I am not going to let Mark Zuckerberg capture my attention until I am supremely fortified in God's word. This is also why you should have a paper Bible and not on an app on your phone. I know it's convenient. I've used it uh, for a lot of years. I commuted to work and I just listened on it, which is also like a good thing to do. But be careful, be careful. It's just so easy to let your fantasy football team, you know, crowd in on your Bible time. And then strategically cut out things that are too distracting for your eyes. If it's too distracting, don't, don't go there delete the app, take your phone, <coughs> smash it with a thing, I, shouldn't. I don't have a hammer. <laughs> if our heart is not guarded, our ears will lead us astray. We need our hearts so filled up with God's word that we are not led just by anything we listen to. It says, my son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, incline your ears, to so listen close, turn your ear, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows flows the springs of life. And then when our, mouth, when our ears are filled with God's word, our mouths will speak what is good. Proverbs 4.24 Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you so often we hear so much of what we hear is the wrong thing and hearing is an interesting thing because you can look away from you can look away from the car wreck or whatever like you can turn your eyes but you can't really turn your ears off other than maybe putting headphones in which again ugh, kids headphones <sighs> it's ruining the world uh but bluetooth speakers playing out loud is worse so just Anyways, if someone's having kind of a salacious conversation in the coffee shop and you're just like, I do not want to hear this at all. There's no way to turn your ears off, (laughs) which is why the voice of God's word has to be louder than the dim of the fallen world around us. I think so much. I, I talked about women in Instagram. I'm now going to talk about men and the news. Okay, so well-informed men out there. I have talked to numerous men who have come to the realization in their life that the news is not making them more informed, it's only making them more angry. And I, they did this study once where, and it's one of those things where I read it and I'm like, I don't even care if it's true, I'm just gonna use it in a sermon and not think about it. <laughs> is that, the more people watched cable news, the less informed they were to the actual state of the world. Well, I don't know how they measured that, but I could imagine that that would actually be true if you've ever sat and watched cable news for a little bit. Like, these things that we listen to can grow our fears, and even if it's like, oh yeah, well, like, we're, we're owning the libs here. But we're shaping our hearts in a way that is not centered on God's word and instead just some political agenda. And when we do that, we will be twisted in such a way that we turn our ears not to what is good and godly, but to what is crooked speech, of a of a bent lip. It's literally what it says. We should see the things that impact us and cut them out strategically. Now, there are other times that, like we're going to be in situations, there are places in our life that we need to go again and again which have negative influences on us. And for a lot of people, that's work. And we are going to hear stuff, again, can't turn off your ears. We need to consider first like, what is a profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Like, you know, you know, even your job is really good. Should not be the first consideration. First consideration is how am I guarding my heart to live rightly before God? And then secondly, is just like when you're going into all of us are going to have to go into situations. Like we are supposed to be in the world, not of it. Like we're supposed to be salt and like all of that is true. Like, we need to live in the advice of Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Now, it knows that you're going to walk by scoffers. It knows that you're going to be in the world with the wicked, but there's a difference between being present and being a part of. And while we're present in this world that God has called us to be, we must know that we are not part of this. So many times, like, do not be deceived, bad company corrupts good morals. People who have good foundation, who know something of God's word, get swept up in the wrong group. And they start, like the psalm says, they start walking along in the council of the wicked and they start standing around by the way of sinners and before long they're sitting down in the seat of scoffers we need to be hospitable we need to be kind in all things but be careful of the way are we meditating day and night are our ears and our eyes filled with God's word or with all the crap of the world the sum of the influences that you take in will determine how you grow. The cow you feed most will grow the biggest. People use the wolf example, but I like cows better than wolves, so. Also delicious. <laughs> my son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. They said, like, you can turn away your eyes, but you can't turn away your ears. And we are going to have influences in this world that are ungodly. And that is part of how God designed it. And it's something we need to live with. But we need to, we will hear the talk of the wicked. But we need to listen to God's word. And God's word should be the loudest thing in our heads and our hearts. This is something from, like, the pre-written culture that they had so well, because they couldn't just flip open their smartphone app and, like, look for, tell me, Alexa, tell me what, uh, uh, an inspiration Bible verse. They had to not just carry it around, but they had to put it into their hearts by memorizing it by taking it so that it was always there, no matter what situation, because they couldn't just carry around the Bible because they were expensive and it was all in big scrolls. They had to hide it in their hearts, and this is something all of us need to have. In whatever thing tends to turn your ear, turn your eyes, we need to have a, a store of God's wisdom in our hearts, memorized, ready to unleash, against the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil. If you're fearful, think of Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. It's like we're tempted to fear. It's like, fear not, I'm with you. Fear not, I'm with you. For tempted to lustful thoughts, think finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's commendable, if there's anything excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Now it's hard to do this, but you know what's harder? Falling prey to the sinful world. And our mental energy, again, we are listening to God's word more than the world. We are looking at God's word more intently than the distractions that fill up our hearts and minds. Don't follow your heart. Keep it. Keep the heart that's given to you in Jesus Christ by trusting in his name alone. The heart that he gives you by grace, keep it in God's word daily. We need to fill up our hearts, put God's teaching under lock and key so that we are not victims. To be led by our eyes to whatever's flashiest. Or with our ears to whatever sounds the sweetest. Now, the end of this sermon. You think, the language of following your heart is popular? Because it holds one truth that is important to see is that when we live according to what we desire, we feel some sort of balance. We feel at peace with ourselves in some way, and that feels good. And that's because we are actually made to follow our hearts. We were just created by God to have have God's word so filling our hearts that we naturally act from it To do what is good and just and right. And this is really the goal. That hearts redeemed in Christ are so filled by God's word. Guarded in our hearts that we can live truly free. The big problem is that so many people try to live the Christian life. Without filling their hearts with God's word. And if your hearts are not filled with God's word. Your hearts are going to end up longing after this sin or that sin and you can start to feel that the christian life is trying really hard not to do the things that you want to do but in this text we have the secret of escaping this miserable version of christianity that too many people try to live a happy faith in jesus christ is one That is so steeped and full of God's word that the heart is not just restrained, but transformed to desire what is good and just and right. And when that happens, seeking, seeking the God's word filled in our hearts, we will seek what is good. Find our treasure there in what is good. Be at peace with God, be at peace with ourselves, and be at peace in this world. And so, paradoxically, keep your heart, don't follow it, so that in God's word you can follow your heart as it's redeemed. Let's pray. Lord God, I pray, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the fortitude, to turn away from what is ugly and look at what is good. To listen to your word with our ears. To look at God's word with our eyes. To participate in it so that it so fills our hearts that we turn away from crooked speech. We do not, we turn our eyes away from what is wrong. And walk in the way of life that you have given us to walk. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.